Today is episode 6, day 6 of our chronological Bible studies. The title for today's Bible study is Speaking Appropriate Words. Hello, this is Rodney Harrier, author and host of these Chronological Bible Studies. Today's Bible reading, Job 4-7. through We met well. We came to visit someone who was sick or in trouble. We thought our words would comfort him, but we spoke the wrong words at the wrong time. Has this ever happened to you? It has to me. At times like this, we might make one of these two responses. We kick ourselves for being so insensitive, or we defend ourselves. We bray and kick like a donkey when challenged. Proverbs 25.11 says, A word aptly spoken is like apples of gold and settings of silver. When we choose the right words for the right occasions, what we say will be helpful, a great encouragement, and a beautiful expression of love. Unfortunately, in today's Bible reading, Job's three friends haven't learned this. Let's hope that our response is that we will realize we've been insensitive. Today we return back to the story of Job. If you remember, Job was a patriarch living about the time of Abraham. God allows Satan to take away everything that he holds dear to tempt him to curse his creator. But after losing all his wealth, family, servants, and respect, Job remains faithful. Satan is frustrated, but he tells God that Job will curse him to his face if he allows him to attack Job's health. God gives Satan permission to test Job physically. Now Job is not only grieving, but he has a painful skin condition which today's medical experts believe to be scabies. He is miserable. Apparently in Job's day, there are no doctors or remedies. He suffers greatly and is in anguish with pain. Three of his friends come to comfort him. After sitting in silence for seven days and then listening to Job express his agony and despair, one of Job's friends Eliphaz the Temanite can no longer keep quiet. He has a word to speak, which he thinks comes from some heavenly being. An inconsiderate response. Dreams were significant in the days of the patriarchs. The patriarchs were the first fathers of the faith. At that time, the Bible hadn't been written down, and God was known to speak through night visions. But how could Job's friend be sure it was the Almighty speaking? Are all dreams from him? No. Satan is a deceiver. He appears to Eliphaz in a night vision, scaring him half to death, and whispers to him while he is asleep, Can a mortal be more righteous than God? Can a man be more pure than his maker? The supernatural being does nothing to calm Eliphaz's fear, as angels of God who appear to men would often do. How does Eliphaz reply to Job? After complimenting Job on his kindness, integrity, and righteousness, Eliphaz asks, Consider now, who being innocent has ever perished? Where were the upright ever destroyed? Eliphaz implies that Job mustn't be innocent, or God wouldn't punish him. He only punishes the guilty. His friend continues, Blessed is the man whom God corrects, so do not despise the discipline of the Almighty. Eliphaz implies that the reason Job is suffering is because God is disciplining him. While these two thoughts are often true in people's lives, they aren't always true. Eliphaz gives no consideration to Job's illness or state of mind. 
Pain affects our response. What is Job's response? In his grave illness, Job says, If only my anguish could be weighed and all my misery be placed on the scales, it would surely outweigh the sand of the seas. No wonder my words have been impetuous. The arrows of the Almighty are in me. My spirit drinks in their poison. God's terrors are marshaled against me. Job 6, 1-4 Job confesses that the words he utters are spoken out of pain. He cannot even eat food. It makes him ill. Job 6, 7 Be a sympathetic friend. Job desires loyalty from his friends. He says a despairing man should have the devotion of his friends, even though he forsakes the fear of the Almighty. But his friends are undependable when a crisis comes. He continues, Now you have proved to be of no help. You see something dreadful and are afraid. Job 6.21 Doesn't this happen to us? We should speak encouraging words, but instead we give advice. Or we are afraid we might have to make some sacrifices to help. Don't worry, Job consoles them. I am in a horrible circumstance, but I'm not going to ask you for any money. Job isn't begging for help. He is being honest with them. He sees no sin in expressing grief over his calamity. Grieving our losses. Is it wrong to cry about our misfortunes? Some Christians think so, but consider some of the famous Bible characters who we will see grieve over situations. David mourns the loss of King Saul and his son Jonathan after they die in battle. Jonah is greatly distressed over his rebellious behavior while in the belly of the great fish. Jeremiah cries over the pitiful state of Jerusalem when his people are taken into captivity. Habakkuk cries out to God as Babylon is about to attack Judah's nation and take her people into exile. Jesus takes up a lament regarding Jerusalem in Matthew 23:37. Is it wrong to grieve misfortunes? No, we are made in the image of God, which means we each have a mind, will, and emotions. The Lord wants us to be honest with Him and others. How can we know when and what words to speak? We can discern what to say by asking God to help us, sensitive observation, and listening. Here are some ways we can express encouraging words. Sympathize. I am sure this hurts. I can't imagine the pain you are going through now. Physical touch. Let me give you a hug. Intercessory support. I am praying for you. Assuring words. I care about you. You are important. Do you know how special you are to God and how much He loves you? Support. I am here for you. Here are some takeaway lessons. Are we suffering? God can bring us comfort or help through it. He can give us forgiveness, peace, and spiritual life. We should be kind when others are suffering. Remember, even unfaithful-sounding words might be words spoken out of pain. We may not know what to say, but we should sympathize, not criticize. It is best to listen, not lecture. It's not wrong to express our grief. It is part of our God-given nature. Let's choose appropriate words and speak them at the right time. Otherwise, we should remain silent and pray. Our focus verse is Proverbs 25.11. A word aptly spoken is like apples of gold and settings of silver. If you wish, you may join me for my prayer response to today's Bible lesson. Heavenly Father, 
You are holy and righteous even if we don't understand your ways. People will be insensitive, but your spirit can console us in our darkest hours. Lord, I pray many will come into your kingdom to find comfort and peace. It is your desire that no one perishes, but all come to a change of mind and heart to trust you for forgiveness and restoration. I pray, dear Lord, that you meet our needs because you desire that we ask. Forgive us if we accuse anyone falsely and help us forgive others who hurt us. Help us to bear the pain like Job and not give in to the temptation of cursing God. May all things be done for your glory and praise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today. Our next lesson will be How do we endure tough times? Have a great day. Go with God, and He will go with you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcasts so you can download and listen to them as soon as they're available.